Praise the Lord. Once again, Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at, however you're watching or listening. Praise God. Again, it is always an honor and a privilege to uh, minister the Word of God and to have folks like you, praise God, connecting with us, listening in or watching. Praise God. We're always privileged to have you on board. So anyway, praise God today, like a midweek service, we're going to be talking about uh, our patriarchs of faith like we've been doing all year long. Let's go to our key verse, praise God, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the key verse, verse 11, says, Now all these things happened to them, talking about the children of Israel, as examples, amen, the type shadows, things you can learn here, and they were written for our admonition or instruction or teaching, praise God, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. In other words, you could. this is always a something you can learn no matter what. Now, the idea is for us to learn it by reading it, meditating on it, and getting a revelation of it, praise God, and not have to learn it uh, the hard way like they did through the school of hard knocks. I mean, that's the, the, op- or the idea of the whole thing. Now, last week, of course, we, we took the time, backed up in this text, read through it, talked about the children of Israel, or at least that generation, um, we, I guess we touched on a couple other generations too a little bit, but basically uh, focused on this generation and why, um, you know, the negatives of their life, because this whole text here isn't pretty. I mean, everything that happened to them was not good. And um, today I'm also going to talk about, um, in a sense, uh, well, I'm just going to say a people within a people, all right? I'm going to talk about the remnant today is my my text, but um, so in a sense, I'm going to start with um, talking about you know some of the things that we finished up with last week and then kind of dive into what we have this week. Now, if you recall last week, we kind of came out of a couple different texts. We came out of Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4 and also uh, Psalm 78, talking about this generation of the children of Israel and, and why the Word says they did not enter into their promised land. Uh, Hebrews says, enter into the rest of God. Amen. And so it brings it out, three major areas. One was they went astray in their heart. Okay, they'd gone astray in their heart. Secondly, through unbelief, but actually in text, it's talking about um, uh, people that distrust or discredit the things that God said because they relied on their own understanding. So with that said, then, that not only has a heart gone astray, now their head's gone wrong, Okay. And then also we talked about they, that they did not enter in because of what the Word says, a disobedience, but really it's talking about uh, a disobedient mouth, um, uh, talking about you know, the rebellion, uh, just of, of how they use their mouth uh, to speak against. Um, uh, anyway, the point is, is that we found out last week that three major things, um, their heart was off, their head was off, and their mouth was off. And really they, as they... As that happens, you know, then it just makes your life off. And that's just kind of how what happens. There's results there that you don't like. And and again, I'm not meant to get into all that, but the bottom line, I wanted to bring that out because the idea is to get to get your heart right, to get your head right, get your mouth right. All right. So with that said, we're going to start in um, Romans 10 is where we're going to go. So Romans 10 um, is where we're going to start today. And uh, I'm hoping everybody's got an ear to hear. Um, you know, it's a little bit different type of message again, uh, but uh, I guess you're kind of getting used to that with me, I guess. Uh, so Romans 10, please. 
Romans 10, and we're going to um, it, it'd be almost good to go back and read chapter 9, chapter 10 uh, to kind of bring this out. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read, uh, I'm going to start with like verse 6 of chapter 10 and maybe bring up a couple verses here and there, maybe in, the, in chapter 9, depending on where we, we go with this today. Um, but verse 6 of chapter 10 says, But the righteousness of faith speaks this way. Okay. Um, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will ascend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? In other words, what does the righteousness of faith say? So it tells you here what, what, what it doesn't say, but now it says what it does say. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, righteousness of faith, talking about the word righteousness just brings up you know, right standing or rightness, okay? So it's talking about right standing with God, but it says righteousness of faith. So the word faith, pistis, which means uh, to believe or belief or confidence, reliance, dependence upon, to have faith in, okay? So it's talking about here that a people that are in right standing with God are a people of faith, all right? And that's why he says that this is, uh, this is the word of faith which we preach. Now, he says that the word, this is what we say, the word is nearest, which is actually a quote out of the scriptures here. All right. In fact, it's out of Deuteronomy, I think, chapter 30. But it, it brings out that this is what we will say. The word, okay, this word, amen, is nearest, okay? And it's, it's in our heart, or pardon me, in our mouth and in our heart, okay? Because that's what changes the heart. That's what changes the mouth, amen? And actually, in as you kind of read into this and even beyond this, that the reason for the word is to change the head, right? To renew the mind, all right? So the idea is without the word of God, all right, there isn't going to be a change in the, in the heart. There's not going to be a change in the head. There's not going to be a change in the mouth, all right? And it says here that as the word comes in, in fact, later on in this chapter, it even says that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God, amen. So the idea is to get the Word of God going in you because we don't want to be guilty of the same thing that that generation of, of Israelites was guilty of. Amen. We want to have our heart right. We want to have our head right. We want to have our mouth right. Praise God. So that's what he's talking about in context here. So verse uh, uh, 9 then says that if, we, if you confess you know, with your mouth here, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, a lot of people use that and say, hey, that's how you get born again, which is accurate. That's how it works, right? That's the principle. You know, you hear something. In fact, the whole thing in common is talking about you hearing a message and how are you going to know unless somebody preaches it and tells it, right? So all of a sudden now you're hearing a message. You're hearing about the importance of receiving Christ. You're hearing about what God has done for you, praise God, through Jesus. And so you hear that, then what it is, so you start getting your heart right. You start getting the head right and you get your mouth going right, all right? And then what happens is you come into a place where it says, and you will be saved, all right? And uh, anyway, let's read on. Verse 10, for with the heart, now here's the principle. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness or right standing, right? And with the mouth, then confession is made unto salvation, okay? For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, all right? For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, 
For the same Lord overall is rich to all who call upon him, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. All right. Now, uh, you know, you know, I know that when we're ministering to somebody and, and uh, you know, introducing them to the things of God, bringing them into the kingdom, you know, getting them born again, a new creation in Christ, that Romans 10 is a huge uh, verse that we use for that, you know, to get, uh, you know, to get them to, you know, believe in here and to get it coming out their mouth. But you have to understand that this is not only just a born again uh, or a get a person born again reference, okay? Because that, if that was the case, then after we got somebody born again or after you got born again, there'd be no need for this reference anymore for you. But how many know this is a principle, all right? That the same way you got born again is the same way you walk in victory and success in every area of your life. Amen. You get the Word of God going in. Amen. So you begin to, uh, faith comes. Amen. Now you have a reliance and confidence on God, so you're getting your head right. Amen. You get your heart aimed in the right direction, praise God, and you get your mouth going in the right direction. And that's the key, praise God, is getting those things working for you and not against you. Amen. So whether we're talking about a person getting born again or whether we're talking about somebody that needs healing in their body or needs restored in some area of their life or need uh, a marriage to be fixed or a family thing to be fixed or a business situation, a financial situation, it's the same principle that works for all of it. You get the Word of God coming in, amen, to get faith rising, amen, so that you get your heart right, your head right, and your mouth right, praise God. And this is how this thing works. Now today, though, I'm going to kind of take this a little bit beyond that because what he's talking about here in, these, in chapter 9 and chapter 10, he's talking about um, uh, where it isn't just about uh, the Jew, but also about the Gentile, all right? That a price was paid, not just for the Jew, but also for the Gentile. And so we see through this text, talking about the Jew and the Gentile. But he makes a comment. If you get down here to like verse uh, 12, he says, though, that there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, okay? And, or in other words, the Jew and the Gentile, okay, is what he's talking about. There's no distinction, okay? Uh, for the same Lord, Overall is rich to all who call upon him. So the same Lord overall. In other words, God is the God of, of all of them. That's what he's trying to bring out through a lot of this text. But he goes a little bit deeper in this text. Okay, He's not just saying now the God, he's God over everybody. But he's saying this, he says, but he's also rich to all who call upon him. All right? For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we need to do just a little bit of, of defining here, take some word study on this, and take a look at this. What's he talking about? Well, uh, the word here, um, let's look at the first one. The word rich to all. The word rich here means increased with goods or wealthy, if you look it up. But it refers to having an abundance, one who has an abundance and generous with it. So we're obviously he's talking about in text, talking about God, who's rich toward all, right? All right, so rich toward all, okay, who call upon him. So now he's making, he's saying earlier in the verse, okay, there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. In other words, you know, as far as the price that was paid, what Jesus has done, now it's for all mankind. But yet he then makes a distinction, okay, when he says, but yet he is rich toward all who what? Who call upon him. 
Okay, now this word call upon, it means to invoke or appeal. And a lot of times people, when they read this, you know, they, they just refer to, you know, whoever calls out on his name, then God is, is, is there. And, and we use that, you know, when we're, you know, ministering to somebody, you know, and introducing them to Jesus. And we just let them know whoever calls on God, he's right there, praise God. And there's nothing wrong with that statement. We're not taken away from that one bit. But it goes a little bit deeper than most of the time we, when we speed read that, we kind of miss it. All right. So the word means to invoke or appeal, but it means to entitle. Okay. To entitle. All right. To empower. Okay. To designate or authorize. All right. What it's referring to is a people. Remember, this is unto God. Those that call on the name of the Lord or call on God. In other words, it's talking about an area of submission. Okay. A people that are going to let God be God is what it's talking about. Okay. And as you back up into some of these references in, in chapter 9 and chapter 10, he's talking about a remnant, a people within a people. See, God, he's the God overall, but he's rich toward those who call on him for whoever, which now makes a distinction. Okay. This sets a group apart here. They're who call, whoever now calls. Okay. There's a different group here. Whoever calls on the Lord, on the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Okay, the word saved is the word sozo. Okay, the word salvation that's earlier in the, in the chapter is soteria, which both those words, soteria and salvation, mean, uh, they both mean to save or protect or preserve, to be well. It means also health and wholeness. It's a full, kind of a full meal deal here, a full package here. It means total deliverance. So when you start reading this, he's not just talking about a born-again experience. Now, we're not taking away from that, as I said earlier. Okay, It's very valid. Okay, We're not taking away from that, but it goes beyond just a born-again experience. If you need deliverance in any area of your life, this is how it works. Okay, But who is the one that calls on God? Well, the one that authorizes God. To, what was that word? To entitle. All right? To empower, designate, or authorize. In other words, one that's willing, amen, to submit themselves unto God. And that really becomes the key. Now he's rich toward all who call on him. Okay? So this is what this is, this is the distinction now that happens. Okay? He's the God over everybody. But the ones that see a lot of this stuff manifesting are the ones that take the time and submit themselves to him Amen. Authorize him who literally when they call on him, they're doing it by faith. That's why this whole text, he's talking about the righteousness of faith talks this way, not this way, but this way. In other words, they understand the word of the Lord is near me, even in my heart and in my mouth, he's talking about. So what he's talking about is God is speaking to me. I take it serious when I, with the, the righteousness of faith says, I'm going to put my faith in what he says. Now remember, we're kind of Talking about a people within a people. Last week, remember that now. The, the whole problem was they, they, they did not have faith in what God said. They did not trust in what He said. They distrusted or unbelieved or distrusted or discredited what He'd say. Now this people, all right, which we're going to find out here. In fact, even in chapter 9 it brings out, he calls it the remnant. All right, a people within a people. All right, the word remnant, which um, 
is going to come up here, means uh, surviving vestige, which talking about maybe a, the few left over, but it refers to one remaining after separation or after one's part is done. In other words, they're willing to do the, go the distance, and that's kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little early here. But So what we're going to do is we're going to go back to the book of Joel because this reference in, in uh, Romans 10 and 13 is out of the book of Joel. So let's, let's read it now out of Joel, all right, and kind of bring out a little bit more of what he's talking about and who he's talking about, okay? All right, so Joel, uh, chapter 2, please, all right? Joel, chapter 2, and we're going to go to, like, verse 32. Let's see here, Joel 2 and 32. <clears throat> And this is that reference that, it, that, that uh, uh, was quoted in Romans 10. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Same reference, right? For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be a deliverance. Here we go now. As the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Among the remnant whom the Lord calls. So now he's referring to this remnant, all right? This remnant of people, this people within a people. But now you need to understand here that the Lord, and it says that the Lord is calling on, just hang on to this because this is something's going to come out as we get into this today. God calls on the ones in whom call on Him, which is huge, okay? So the ones that God calls on are the one, that God, are the one in whom calls on God. So the ones that, amen, who uh, invoke, empower, um, what was that word also, uh, to entitle, to authorize, to submit themselves to, amen, those are usually the ones that God calls on to, uh, to do something or to fulfill something, all right, a remnant, a people within a people. In fact, I might just kind of be saying this a little early, but I'm going to say it anyway, it's amazing what you can get done with the few who are willing to submit themselves to God. All right, now there's something great in numbers. There is power in numbers in certain things. When you're talking about some influence things and we're talking about, you know, a community or a nation or whatever, it's wonderful to have huge numbers, okay? It's even wonderful to have huge numbers in your churches, okay? We're, I'm not taking away from any of that. Uh, so, but that's great. But even within the numbers, you'll notice that it's always a remnant that gets stuff done. All right, all right. It's just the facts. All right. There's always a remnant. All right, in your churches, uh, in our in our in our communities. Okay, in our state, in our nation, there's usually a remnant of people. Amen. That seem to get the the majority of things done, and it's the same. It's the way it is in the kingdom. All right. Uh, God calls on those who call on Him, those that release faith toward Him, who yield to Him, who authorize Him to be God, amen. And really, that's the key, letting God be God, amen, in our lives, amen. Not every Christian does that, all right? But the remnant does, all right? The remnant does submit themselves to God and lets God lead them. And remember now, that was the total opposite of what that the majority of that generation of Israelites that we talked about last week, they just wouldn't let God be God. They wouldn't submit themselves to God. 
though their head was off, their heart was off, their mouth was off. Are you still hearing me? But yet, you notice, even in that group, there was a remnant. There was a Joshua. There was a Caleb. Are you hearing? And even Moses, to a degree, okay? Uh, that was, I mean, at the, at the, uh, for the majority of it. Of course, at the end, he didn't get to go into the promised land, but he was still a part of that remnant. See, a part of the group that God could use to do something, to get something done. Praise God. But anyway, a remnant, praise God. So it's a remnant. Amen. He says, uh, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom God, whom the Lord calls. Amen. Praise God. A remnant. All right. Let's uh, look at another reference. Now you're going to say, where is this? It's Zephaniah. Amen. Zephaniah. It's not one of those books that you spend a lot of time going in. Amen. And it's just about a two-page deal, basically. <laughs> but Zephaniah, in chapter 3, please, all right, in verse 12 and 13, amen, Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, says, I will leave in your midst, here we go, talking about this group of people, a meek and humble people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. In other words, they shall release faith. They're a people of faith, all right? A people that believe in God, trust in God, submit themselves to God, a people who are yielded to God, amen, who have confidence, reliance, and dependence on their God, amen. That's what it refers to. The remnant of Israel shall do, here we go, shall do no unrighteousness and speak no lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they shall feed their flocks and lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. Now, what does all that mean? We're talking about this remnant of people. So at first, they're a meek and humble people. It uses out of the, out of the New King James, which basically means a yielded and submitted people, as you, as you kind of look some of these things up. Amen. So a yielded and submitted people, they shall trust or have faith or have confidence in God. That's what this group does. Uh, it talks about they shall do no unrighteousness, which means that they live clean, okay? They purpose to live clean. So if they're going to submit themselves to God, that's part of it. They purpose to live as clean as they, sh as, they're, as, they, as they can, as they know to, praise God, as they, you know, that kind of thing begins to, you know, as revelation come and insight about the Word of God, it, you know, that changes those kind of things. You start growing and mature and start realizing, you know, I need to be more like this and not like this. I need to talk this way instead of this way. I need to act this way instead of this way. I mean, all that's about maturing and growing, but the remnant makes those adjustments. The remnant of people do grow. The remnant of people purpose, amen, to lean on God and trust, amen, and to, and to credit what He says, amen, to have trust in what He says, to rely their, put their faith and confidence on what He says, Amen. And that's what they do. All right. So they, they shall do no unrighteousness, verse 13 still, and speak no lies. In other words, they're truthful. Amen. They're, they're, they're not, they don't have hidden agenda. They're not, they don't have facade. They're, they're more of a people that, that speak truth and, and walk in truth, right? And they shall, uh, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. In other words, they have a mouth that's in check. All right, which is was key, right? The last couple we've been talking about a lot of that. Your mouth's got to be in check. You got to have a mouth that's submitted and yielded. Amen. Not everybody does that. All right, but the remnant purpose to do that. Amen. Now, I'm not saying the remnant's perfect. I'm just saying the remnant puts their faith in God 
And if God talks to them about some of these things, he, they're more apt to say, you know what? I'm, that's where I'm going. I'm going your way. I'm, I'm taking your way and not some other way. All right. That's what the remnant does. All right. Now hang on. For they shall feed their flocks and lie down. Literally means to, to stick to task. All right. To, uh, they stay at the at the task at hand, so whatever the task may be. Okay, this may be talking about shepherds. Okay, they they make sure that their flocks get fed, and and then when, and then and they make sure they get to the right fields and all that kind of stuff, and lie down. And it says, and no one shall make them afraid, which basically means they don't ever tuck tail and run. Okay, this people here, they they stick to the task at hand, and they don't tuck tail and run. Now remember, I'm talking about the remnant. Okay. Because a lot of Christians tuck tail and run when the pressure's on. Okay, they talk. They talk Christianese. They know. They know the right uh, language to talk, so to speak, when they're uh, you know when they're around other Christians. All right. And I'm not. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just telling you. Okay. A lot of folks, when the pressure's on, they don't stick to the task. They find a, a reason to stop or quit or or pass the buck to somebody else or make an excuse or whatever. And when the pressure's on, they tuck tail and they run. All right. Uh, they they find an excuse to justify it or something, and in all honesty, it's just tucking tail and running, man. Okay, you're not you're not finishing the task at hand. You're not doing your job. You're not sticking with it. You're not leaning on God to be grace to fulfill it. Instead, you you get you uh, get pressured and you you back up. You quit. All right. Now the remnant don't do that. They stay with it. They, they, they know, okay, you stay in faith. You, you, you keep leaning on God. You, if you don't have answers, you go to God and get those answers. Praise it. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, it's the remnant that are calling on God. I hope you're hearing this. Okay. This is what it's talking about. All right, let's go to Zechariah, which is now another uh, small book, but let's go just a couple books over here. Zechariah, and we're going to go to chapter 8 of Zechariah. Zechariah. Hallelujah. Verse 11, please. It says, but now I will uh, treat the remnant of this people as... Uh, uh, probably I will not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days. In fact, a lot of this, if you if you look this up, in fact, a lot of your translations, you'll see it's all italicized, which means there was a lot of words added here by a translator trying to make sense of this. But really what it just says, but now for the remnant, uh, it will be different for them. That's what it's referring to because he, he got to talking about all the stuff that's happening, a lot, of, a lot of junk, a lot of bad stuff happening. But he says, but for the remnant, okay, it's different. Their days ahead are good, which is a good promise, okay, for you and me who are choosing to be a part of that remnant, okay? Now, maybe I'm going to say this real quick, because I don't want somebody to get uh, off on this thinking, well, I guess maybe I'm not part of the remnant, so I guess, I, I guess I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, in trouble, I guess. No, 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 no. He's the God overall, and the remnant is based on the individual, okay? You make the decision whether you're going to be part of the remnant or not. All right. So don't think that just because, you know, you can't get something right or you can't do something right right at the moment. All right. That doesn't exclude you. You have to make a decision. I'm a part of that. I'm going to be a part of that. Praise God. I choose to lean on God, and trust in God. Just choose to be a part of the remnant. Amen. Don't don't make this and take this as some excuse that you I guess I just can't be that. OK, don't don't let me hear that. Amen. This is for everybody. He's the God overall, right? Come on now. He's the God overall, but he's rich to those 
who choose to what? Call on him. Just be the one that chooses to call on him. Amen. So he could be rich towards you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right. So here's what, here's some of the promises that happens for the remnant. For the seed shall, uh, for the seed shall prosper. The vine shall give its fruit. The ground shall give uh, her increase. The heavens shall give their due, and I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. Praise God to possess all these. It goes on to say, and it shall come to pass that just as you were uh, a curse among the nations. In other words, uh, maybe uh, maybe not everybody else out there sees it this way. All right. In fact. All right. The remnant usually by everybody else is looked down on. Okay. All right. Just because uh, the favor of God's on, just because God's moving and flowing through you. There's a lot of times uh, those out there may not see it like, like God sees it. Okay. And that's what he's bringing out. But it says here, here's a promise though, right? That it shall come to pass that just as you were a curse among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you and you shall, here we go, be a blessing. And this is what it's what we're called to be. Amen. So God, you know, he's, he's no respecter of persons. The word's real clear. He's the God overall, but he's rich toward those who call on him. And if you will choose to do that, all these things in these verses begin to manifest. Everything around you gets prosperous. Everything around you begins to bear fruit. You become productive, praise God. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, uh, God's manifesting himself on your behalf, praise God. The salvation of God is manifesting in all areas of your life. And, and when even though maybe those out there may look down on you and, and, and maybe not, not see how see you how God sees you, but pretty soon because of everything happening in your life, all of a sudden they're seeing the need to have the remnant around. Why? Because it's the remnant who become the blessing, hallelujah, to others. Amen. They get blessed to be a blessing to others, praise God. That's who we're called to be, praise God. But you're going to have to be part of that elite group, part of that remnant that calls on God, that trusts in God, that believes in God. Amen. A people that have their head right, their heart right, their mouth right. Praise God. Well, you're going to have to get that word moving in you. You're going to have to stay, stay connected with God. Keep drawing on God. Keep leaning into God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. This stuff excites me. Praise God. Amen. Now, as we see in this text here in Zechariah, that it's different for the remnant, amen, than everybody else. You're fruitful, you're prosperous, you become the blessing, praise God, hallelujah. And really what happens is you get more done with less. And that's just what happens, How God, why God uses the remnant, because He gets more done with less, all right? With the remnant, praise God, a people within a people. It's the remnant. Amen. That he's rich towards. Amen. So I'm hoping you're hearing this. Praise God. I want to go to one more reference. I'm going to go to James 4. Back to the new covenant, please. James 4. Hallelujah. James 4. And verse 7, a common text, but I want you to hear this in the light of being a part of the remnant. All right. Verse 7 says, Therefore, Submit to God. Okay, there's some things obviously said prior to this, but it kind of sums it up here. Therefore, submit to God, right? In other words, yield to God, that same thing we were talking about earlier, all right? All right, resist the enemy, right? Resist the devil, and what happens? He flees, all right? So here, here's your part, right? You submit to God, amen? You resist your enemy, praise God. You draw near to God, 
and he draws near to you. Come on now. Cleanse your hands. In other words, you know, purpose to, to live right, live clean, right? And purify your hearts, you double-minded. So cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, uh, you double-minded. Now, um, let's see here. Verse uh, 9, lament and, mo- and mourn. Weep, let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, which is really talking about the same thing, about submit yourself to God, and He will then lift you up or elevate you, okay? So the bottom line is this, okay? It starts with purposing to submit yourself to God, all right? Purposing to call on Him, to put your faith in Him, to rely on Him, to depend on Him, right? And as you do that, amen, that means that there is some adjustments you make in your life. There are some things that you begin to change, things you begin to adjust. Amen. Now, not everybody's going to do that. And a lot of these things, as you kind of get into these, a lot of people ain't going to do all these things, okay? They want fire insurance. They just want to know they got saved and they're going to heaven and, okay, and, uh, and they want to live their life however they want to live their life, all right? And I'm not taking away from whether somebody's saved or not saved, whatever. I'm not taking away from any of that. I'm just telling you. Not everybody wants to live that way. Not everybody's willing to go to God and get a leading from God on how to talk or how to act or how to, you know, how to treat somebody else or whatever, how they need to adjust this, change that, clean this, whatever. Not everybody thinks that way. Not everybody goes down that same road, all right? But the remnant does, and you got to choose to be a part of the remnant. The remnant submits themselves to God, resists their enemy, all right? Draws near to God, amen? Hallelujah. In other words, they submit themselves, they draw near to him, and he's drawn near to, to, uh, uh, to them. And then all of a sudden, there's all these adjustments that begin to happen. Because I guarantee you, when you go to God and talk to God and communicate with God, he'll talk to you about things. He always does. And that's why a lot of times people avoid it. Because if they said, if I go to God, he's going to make me change something. Well, he probably will. But that's, that's a part of being the remnant. All right? And there's a benefit to it, as we found out. You can't, you can't go to any of these verses, and there's many more talking about the remnant, and many more that talk about the promises that happened to them. There, there's, there's, there's so many benefits to being a part of the remnant, a part of the people within a people, a people willing to yield and submit themselves to God, to call on Him, to entitle Him, amen, to, uh, you know, to uh, go to Him and authorize Him to be God in your life, in every area of your life. Amen. Not everybody wants to do that, but those that do it, there's always a benefit to it. And if you want to be a blessing to those around you, it pays to be a part of the remnant, praise God. Okay, let's let's go back to this. All right, so uh, let's see here. I want to look at, uh, uh, i tell you what, let's look at, I'm going to give you the message translation of this text out of James 4. So let God work His will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quick yes to God, and He'll be there in no time. Amen, I like that. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the Master. It's the only way that you'll, uh, that you'll get back up on your feet, praise God. And that, to me, that's just kind of a cool way of saying it. But the bottom line is this, okay? The remnant go to God. Submit themselves to God. Amen. Walk things out as He leads and directs. They put their faith in Him, their confidence, reliance, and dependence in Him. And as He begins to lead and talk to them about whether He's talking about resisting your enemy or whether He's talking about making adjustments in your life, either way, praise God, the remnant make a decision to go down that right, that road. 
Now, I'm going to say this again, as I said earlier. I'm not saying the remnant is perfect. They're not. I mean, they're, they're growing just like anybody else, hopefully, right? They're growing. But the remnant choose to grow. The remnant don't quit. The remnant stay with it, make adjustments and changes as they grow. And, and things in their life begin to adjust and change. And the more they do that, the more of the blessing begins to manifest in their life and all these other promises we talked about. And the idea is that the more you become blessed, see, he's, he's rich toward those who call on him. So now all that abundance and that generosity of God toward you, amen, in all these areas of your life is now, amen, seen and evident and shared among those around you. Praise God. So in other words, you become blessed to be a blessing. Praise God. And this is just one of those key things, amen, that you get a hold of. And I'm hoping you, you're hearing this, amen. There's one thing I want to bring out, though, real quick before I let you go. And that is uh, uh, the, uh, re- this word double-minded that he uses in verse 8. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. And I just thought this was uh, uh, kind of interesting. It means two-souled or disloyal, all right? But now in context, you know, if you go back up in the chapter, he's talking about the difference between, you know, leaning on God or leaning on the world or your friendship with the world versus your friendship with God. And so he's talking about, you know, you got to kind of come out of that, right? You can't be disloyal for this to work, right? Right. But it means um, vacillating, which which means to waver, falter or be fickle or fair weathered. And I just want to toss that out there again, because we did touch on it a little bit ago. And that is this, you know, when the pressure's on, you can't be a fair weather Christian. You purpose to move into God, do the right thing by first going to God, getting your insight, getting your understanding, getting your direction, getting your wisdom, whatever, your uh, clarity of what to do, the step you need to take, whatever it is, getting your answers. Amen. Uh, and so I just encourage you, you know, be that, be that people. Amen. That doesn't waver, doesn't falter, isn't disloyal. Amen. A people praise God who always look to God, lean on God. They're not fair weather Christians, praise God. They're rock solid in their faith toward God. And that's the remnant. And that's who you're called to be, praise God. Father, we give praise and glory once again for your word. Thank you for a people of God who had an ear to hear today, a heart to receive. Thank you again for opening the eyes of our understanding that we might see things clearly. Amen. That, Lord God, we can see who we're designed to be, the remnant of God. And, Father, I thank you and praise you for all those that are listening, that are already walking in that right now, praise God, a people within a people. Father, I'm grateful for the remnant. I'm grateful, Lord God, for those that are rising up, praise God, standing tall in the things of God, doing what they're called to do, refusing to tuck tail and run, staying with it, staying in it, and for that I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.